0: Hello, welcome back to Space Cadets. Woo. It's, Woo! Week... <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> it's week four. Is it, was it week four or it's five? Week five. Oh, okay. Um, it is know. a certain week of term, but this is episode three. Um, <laughs> um, and today we have a very special guest. Hello. Hello. What? It is Bella Humphreys, a second year student studying whatever the fuck she's studying. <laughs> What are you studying, Bella?
1: I studied- yes, um, no. no, international <laughs> relations and security studies.
0: Very cool. And love sexy. That You're also involved with the queer department, am I right?
1: Yeah, the gay department. <laughs> uh, I'm the secretary.
2: <laughs> um, so before we actually get started, we should probably do an acknowledgement of country as well and um, a content warning. Mm-hmm. So, like, um sorry i just woke up so i'm really tired um we would like to um acknowledge that acknowledge the land that we are meeting on i'm assuming we're all in canberra at the moment so yeah country um and acknowledge um and pay our respects to our elders past present and emerging um also we're going to be talking about ocd which is obsessive compulsive disorder. It's what obsessive compulsive people.
0: Um, Except for me, I'm just here to like, MC. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're just here to facilitate. Yeah, just um, <laughs> chill.
0: I am so tired, holy shit. Um,
2: <laughs> anyway, so you know me, you know Sinead. Hello, hello. You know Bella, she, her. Um, yeah, so should we just start?
0: Yeah, I love that it's been, like, three weeks and we still haven't gotten, like, an intro routine to <laughs> we <We're> so <laughs> at this. Why does anyone listen to us? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's fine. Apparently we're funny. I, I enjoy that.
2: It's a good thing. that people like listening to us, but it makes me wonder, like, every time we go out for coffee, do people just, like, hone in on our conversations mm. and go, like, fuck yeah, I want to be their <laughs> friends? Or, like, just get really feel involved good, in our
0: that makes me feel really good though. No, the other day yeah. I was in, so I mean, people probably saw an I mean crush about this. The other day I was in, I think you were there, Bella. I was in like 302 in Marie Ray. This was like before lockdown. And me and my friends were just bitching about like all of this shit going on in our personal lives. And there was this other girl just in there. I felt so bad because she just heard everything that was going on with me. I was like, to whoever overheard me and my friends bitching about our personal lives in Marie Ray. I'm sorry.
1: And then she left. I think we scared her off. She yeah, said for a while, something must have broke her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't even think anything was going on with me that day. Like everyone else was just having a really shit day. And I was just sitting there like, I'm here. I'm, I'm going to talk about me. I'm going to order <laughs> McDonald's. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So um, I- OCD. What is it? Um, but before sticking- that,
2: on a, t- on a tangent. Sorry. Oh, um, yes. Go ahead. I, like got a meme from one of my friends yesterday like a TikTok um about like waitressing and like how like people would have like fights and then the second you come over you're like oh yeah like I would o- order this and like how dare you Christopher how dare you cheat on me and stuff like that and I just thought that was a little bit spicy and sometimes like <laughs> I join in on the conversation if it's not like yelling I join in on the conversation and I'm like oh my god you have trauma too let's talk about it
1: oh
0: my god you like <laughs>
2: I talk about cheese so much at work. Um, anyway,
0: I so, am obsessed with that.
2: I love it. I watched this video on Epicurus called 40 Cheese, like just the 40 cheeses, 40 types of cheese, and how Buraki. to pair them.
0: Nice. And just
2: how to serve them and eat them. And she talks about like the textures of the cheese, the different tastes of oh, the cheese. I found out why, what burrata is like, it's mozzarella. A, it's a mozzarella pocket with stracciatella cheese inside.
0: Damn, my I lactose know. my lactose intolerant yeah. ass wants cheese. I
2: Me want too. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so back to OCD.
0: Woo! The reason we're all here. I love that. <laughs> that was such so, a good segue. Um. He's <laughs> I, I love that, Bella. I think you're like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the first we yes we've had who doesn't have ADHD, and you're just sitting yeah. there, and you're just sitting there like,
2: "What the fuck is this? What's going
0: on?" <laughs> <I don't laughs> maybe really- we'll be maybe we'll be slightly more structured today. <laughs>
2: it was like, I thought we were here to talk about OCD. Where the fuck is the OCD? We're going to talk about so yeah. Issues. OCD is such a heavily stigmatized um mental health issue. Mm-hmm. It, people. A lot of um, common misconceptions about it surround the fact that um, the way it can present itself is sort of related to germaphobia, and so a lot of people think it's related to cleanliness or neatness or having things a certain way and mm-hmm. having that sort of structure. Um, OCD is not necessarily about um, presenting the structure, but I feel like it's more of an internal routine. Mm. Um, that you feel compelled to do the major component there's two major components of OCD and that's not about cleanliness it's about obsessing over things and feeling compelled to obsess over things
1: yeah so it's those intrusive thoughts exactly like germophobia is just one way OCD can like present itself and it's not the only way like people can have intrusive thoughts or obsessions about so many different things about literally anything, anything. <laughs> <laughs> like um I watched the uh, I don't know if you guys saw this but um they did a you can't ask that on OCD um and like there was just such a range of what people are obsessed with and it's not just like, oh my God, everything has to be squeaky clean. Like, you know, like that's so OCD. You clean your dishes. Whoa. And it's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my <laughs> God, your room's so neat. You must be a neat freak. You must have OCD.
2: You're a perfectionist that's OCD and
1: not. Yeah, exactly. And like, at least, and like, people will, I mean, some people can have like an equal balance of obsessions and compulsions. But for me, I'm more on like the obsession side. And like, those are what really impact me the most. You want to go into
2: your personal story? I guess you're going into your personal story. I don't need to lead into this. (laughs) I
1: can do that. Um, Let's just skip. Um, But yeah, so for me, like, obsessions just dictate so much of my life and they impact a lot of my other like mental health concerns that I have. Like, um, I have really bad insomnia. And just being up all night with those obsessions is like part of the reason I have insomnia. And um, super brief content warning, just going to quickly mention eating disorders. But for me, my OCD was really linked to my eds. Um, and like that, like it's just, and my anxiety as well, like just gets so much higher because of these obsessions. Um, and I was diagnosed with OCD um like three years ago I was in year 12 during my HSC and it got really bad because I'd have so many obsessions and routines with um like the HSC and there was a lot of other shit going on in my life um and at that time I was just high anxiety high obsession high compulsion everything was going downhill and they were like why aren't these meds working for you like what's wrong (laughs) it was like maybe because I have something else wrong with me um and like the signs were there since I was a child my mom was like this makes so much sense I always knew there was something wrong with you and I was like thanks (laughs) mom Um, (laughs) I
2: knew you needed help look at me I'm such a great mom Psychic.
1: I love
2: Kylie
1: yeah we love Kylie
2: but I hate when parents say that though it's like okay so you knew it was so obvious to you then why didn't you mention it before
1: I don't know <laughs> why didn't you put me in therapy when I was like eight <laughs> uh, that is so relatable
2: um yeah so OCD was actually the first thing I was ever diagnosed with if you refer back to our first episode which our loyal listeners would um, you would know that like I have a, quite a list of things but OCD was the very first one that I was diagnosed with so it's an anxiety disorder um is different from generalized anxiety because of the prominence of the intrusive thoughts like the intrusive thoughts are at the forefront of obsessive compulsive disorder um mine was really obvious I really don't know how I made it like to year nine without anyone noticing like my mum would scold me for the weird shit I used to do and the weird shit I used to do was sort of like clearing my throat a certain amount of times until it felt right, (laughs) washing my hands 10 times in a row in a sudden order, in boiling water, after I ate anything, or if I felt icky, if I just felt icky, I was just like, I can't stop thinking about how disgusting I feel right now, and I need to wash off my sins, it was sort of like a weird, like, ooh, now I'm religious about this one thing, (laughs) and I'm so sinful for having, like, smelly hands or whatever um I hated eating pizza because the smell would stay there and I'm just like I can't get rid of it um and it's this feeling this need to get rid of the urge like it's Mm. an itch that you constantly need to scratch at but the itch is always there and the itch can appear with a variety of other things but like I was mostly concerned with cleanliness of self and I had a bedtime routine that lasted four fucking hours every night where I said goodnight to everything in my room, everyone I could think of in my life, (laughs) and then stare at my clock. And I had this weird rule about numbers. A lot of people with OCD also have some sort of weird obsession with numbers and routine Mm -hmm. and patterns. A lot of it is very visual. A lot of it is like counting Mm -hmm. related for no apparent reason. and yeah, it's just like, you know, sometimes like when you like have a partner or something and then you're like, oh my God, you have a random thought like, oh, like, what if they cheated on me? And it's just like out of the blue, nothing really like made you think, oh yeah, there's evidence that proves this and therefore now I think it. There's just this random thought and you're like, haha, that's just a weird thought and then you push it away and then it goes away. OCD is, like, having that thought about weird shit about anything um, Um, and it doesn't go away. And you're like, I know this isn't rational. I know this isn't logical. I know there are other rational and logical ways to think about this, but I can't stop thinking this.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, talking about, sorry, just to, like, go back to the routines you had as a kid. Like, when I was, um, like, eight, I... I would have to blink my eyes a hundred times before I went to sleep and if I lost count I'd have to start again yeah. and just keep going until I did it a hundred yeah. times and then I could finally sleep and like I was yeah. a kid and I was just like yeah this is so normal um this is what everyone does to go to sleep <laughs> and I also um
0: it's relaxing <laughs>
1: yeah it's so relaxing I'm just I like
2: yeah, I thought everyone spent four hours saying goodnight to everything before they went to bed and then, like, would blink at the clock in sequences of four because I had this weird obsession with the number four. It's this whole, like, Chinese superstitious thing. It's basically, like, you have mad superstitions about things and no one else has these superstitions but you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, but, like, I don't care if no one else has it. I need these. I know what I'm about. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Also, I'm just different. I'm just felt different. I'm not like the other girls.
1: I have to say goodnight to everything in my room before I go to bed.
2: I um, have to blink
1: weird amount of numbers
2: and, like, have weird patterns with numbers. Like, I would be like, if a four was a, in a certain place, I would blink a certain amount of times, count in fours. I would always be counting in fours because four is a really unlucky number in, like, Chinese yeah. culture. So I was like, if I fall asleep and I don't pay attention to the four rule... Someone's going to die because se, which is the word for four is really similar to the word for death. Mm-hmm. This association with death is sort of like that. But yeah, like obsessive compulsive disorder, a, I think a really traditional way of looking at it is that if you don't do something, bad things will happen. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily it. I think it's also just if I don't do this, it will haunt me forever I will keep thinking about this one thing or these multiple things and wanting to do them feeling the urge to do them but not doing them and I might as well just do them so I can relieve that out of my system for at least a little while and And the reason why you do them is so that you can be like (laughs) whoo I can sleep now
1: yeah I think like um the term that I like that is like just right OCD and it's like doing things just so it feels right like there's no other reason Mm. it just needs to feel right and you can't like I can't explain what right is but I just I just know when I feel it and like also something and I'm like that's just wrong I need to make it right and until I make it right this just sounds like gibberish and it doesn't make sense (laughs) but like that's, like, a huge thing for me. Like, I'll notice something, like, before I go to bed and then I'll just sit there and I'm, like, it's not right. I need to go fix it. It needs to be right. Yeah. Uh, And also about what you were mentioning earlier about, like, um, I guess links between, like, OCD and culture and also I had links between OCD and religion when I was younger as well. Um, I went to, like, a Catholic school for a couple years, grew up um, with, like, grandparents that were really religious. And for me, um, I guess, like, when I'd have – thoughts about women that was so gay um my (laughs) compulsion would be to pray them away and it developed a really unhealthy relationship between me and religion because I learned to see like religion I guess as like a as like a punishment for having these like intrusive thoughts or like thoughts about sexuality that I was like these aren't right And therefore, every single time I'd think anything negative, like not just about sexuality, but like if I had any intrusive thoughts, I'd pray as a response. And like that became a compulsion for me. And I know a lot of people have like huge links between like religion and OCD. Like that's a really common thing. And it's something that's like, I don't know, it's messed up. It's not not fun. But,
2: yep. So I'm not particularly religious. I wouldn't say I subscribe to any religion except for Buddhism as a practice just because I'm like ooh, self-actualization awareness of self that sounds pretty good and some things everyone should aspire to like self-improvement um where was I going with this hold on a sec I only took like one of my meds today <laughs> oh yeah tr- content warning meds um hold on a sec I was going somewhere with this oh yeah religion um so I'm not particularly religious but a lot of my OCD presents itself in praying to, oh, God, I don't believe. <laughs> and I'm just like, if you're just out there, just casually, I'd just like you to know I'm an okay person. Yes. yeah, like um, I- A lot of OCD can also foster itself in sort of a way of like going like, well, I need to repent for random sins. Even if you're not religious, you're just like, I'm a bad person and I need to punish myself because I'm a bad person. And good people don't do the things I do. They don't think the things I do. They don't have these intrusive thoughts that just neg them all the time. But I think what really makes a good person, and I talked about this with my partner, was like not necessarily what you do, not necessarily what you think, but like how you go about addressing when you've made a mistake or wronged someone. How you go about addressing the mistakes in your life and the bad that you've done I think really um shows your goodness but I realize now that's also like sort of linked to my OCD in a sense where I'm just like we need to repent for our (laughs) sins yeah
0: (laughs) I got so deep there for a minute I'm loving it
1: (laughs) like I'm not religious um like at all but still I find myself doing it I'm like I must repent to like all of these faiths that I believe in, like go through a laundry list of every single God and be like to all of them. I'm sorry. I I have these thoughts and I don't believe in them. I swear. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm like, just like, please do this good in my life. I swear I'll do good by you if you do good by me.
0: I have, I have a question and mm. it might be like the most obvious question in the world. <laughs> That's okay. I feel like it kind of is, but I feel like just what you were saying about like the laundry list of deities Bella kind of made me think of like I know that obviously like OCD is linked to control but do you think there is like any like direct correlation there because like I don't consider myself to be particularly religious nor do I have OCD which is why I've been a bit quieter than usual this episode um (laughs)
2: like I was last episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but Like I'm nominally Catholic, I'd consider myself agnostic, but like when I'm like really, really stressed about something, I'm like, whatever God is listening, you know, like please look out for me, you know. And I think like I have quite bad control issues relating to anxiety. And I'm like, I have to make sure that like they're like I'm not pissing anyone off. (laughs) Like so like and like I know I don't have OCD and like sometimes like we've talked about this before, Bella, but sometimes the shit Bella says is like, should I go and get checked? but then like the same thing happens when I talk about my stuff with like ADHD so I know there's like and Bella's like should I go and get chipped so I know there's like an overlap in symptoms there and I know you wanted to talk a little bit about um trichotillomania as well Bella but yes. um like I'm just thinking in terms of like control like have you noticed like a like an explicit link there like if I control this things will be okay like if I am yep. in control things will be okay
1: yeah yeah so control at least for me huge thing like um being called a control freak as a kid um like it was literally just my OCD I felt like a need to be in control of everything then I felt like I could be at peace I could not think for like five minutes and also I think um with like the laundry list of deities as well um there's this huge thing like they call like reassurance seeking with OCD mm-hmm. and it's the need to like Seek assurance that it's not you, or like that these compulsions and intrusive thoughts aren't actually reflective of you. Because I don't know about you, Kat, but some of the shit I think of is like entirely messed up, haunting. Yeah. Um, and I need to like seek assurance that it isn't me, or that like I have all my bases covered in terms of like that you're a good person, yeah, yeah, that I'm a good person, that, yeah, that I'm pleasing um, the gods or pleasing you know my friends, yeah. that that's yeah. all good.
2: A lot of people with OCD are chronic people pleasers. <laughs> and a lot of the time it's because, like, if we upset, a lot of our self-worth has been based off other people and their perceptions of us and our activities. So we're sort of, in a way, hyper-aware of everything. Like, a lot of the time we know our thoughts are irrational, but we also know if we don't follow them through, That we won't be able to present ourselves in a way that's socially acceptable, really, because we're just like obsessed over this thing and then we'll forget about everything else. Um, But yeah, no, control is a big thing for me because helicopter parents um, had zero control over my life up until I reached uni. Couldn't even really choose the clothes that I wore. Couldn't do anything without my parents literally walking around in a circle, watching what we did. Having control over all my accounts of everything. Um, And, like, I think I've... I know I've had OCD for a long time. At the start, though, it felt like a game, right? So I'm just like, oh, this is something that I can do to keep my mind off the thoughts in my head. So it was like, by performing the action, you get rid of the thoughts. but then it sort of invites room for more thoughts and more actions and more c- regular intrus- intrusion into your lives. Um, so it was a slippery slope from going through the like, ooh, step on a crack, um, break your mother's back. That was like the game that really like triggered me, <laughs> I think, um, because I got obsessed with patterns from then. And then the patterns turn to numbers, it turns to-, to colors, everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. sorry i was drinking water um but yeah no like 100 percent. it's about control it's about feeling like there's a lack of control over everything else over your environment over how other people see you over being able to please everyone and then you just like freak out and you're like no if i do this random thing by myself then someone who's unrelated to this event or this action will suddenly like me more than they already do um and yeah just having zero control over your life so you control the little things and you're more introspective with your control because I think at the end of the day when you lose control of a certain part of your of yourself of your person of your environment you freak out and that's normal but like I guess it's sort of the response to doing that
1: also yeah. what you, um touched on there about like um step on a crack and you break your mother's back I don't know about you but I like really latch on to kind of like superstitions like that yeah and the, the big one for me is touch wood um, <laughs> yeah I always have to touch wood if not touch your head twice um and Sinead will know this I have to make everyone do it as well if they don't do it what's gonna happen will happen and like because it's stupid and what we just discussed isn't going to happen anyway i think i've saved everyone and i'm like everybody touched wood i touched wood therefore i've saved everyone today life is good i can live happy um and it's like it's ridiculous but i just like latch onto all of those kind of superstitions like not walking under signs stuff like that like i just actively avoid it like it's all stuff that i logically know isn't going to make a difference But I have to do it. I feel like it will. Yeah. It's some sort of weird, like, my intuition knows better than my fucking
2: brain. My brain's stupid. I don't know what it's on. Um, Yeah. I do the same thing with touch wood. I also do this thing. Um, I'm not sure if you know about the train tracks one. Yeah. Where you just, like, lift your feet up every time you go over train tracks. Every time you pass pass a cemetery, you got to hold something. Your breath. Or you hold your breath. crack, step on a crack, crack your mother's back, step on a line, break your mother's spine. Mm. Um, I didn't think anything would happen to my mom's spine, but I'm just like something bad. Mm. If I don't do this, I'm a bad person because now I'm going to be, it feels like sort of like if you don't do it, then you're responsible for anything bad that happens afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so in order to gain control, in order to save everyone... You're just like, no, I need to do this for the good of mankind. And it's sort of this weird sort of like, ooh, I'm being altruistic by doing this wacko thing.
1: Yeah. My friend sent me this TikTok the other day just on this topic, and it was like, thank you so much to all our OCD kings for turning on and off their light switch seven times to prevent <laughs> the world from exploding today. You're all the real ones. And I was like, yeah, we are. You're welcome. It's so good.
0: <laughs> Can I start asking you guys some fun and fresh questions that people have submitted? Yes, yeah, yeah, go happening. ahead. Fuck yeah. Um, I keep forgetting that I'm allowed to swear on air and then being like, oh shit, I can't swear. And then being like, wait, never mind, I can, it's fine. And never mind,
1: you just said shit. <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> um, this is like completely unrelated. I promise I'll shut up in a minute. But, um, <laughs> But. I don't know if anyone was there at the SRC meeting where I did that, where I was, like, swore, and then I was like, fuck, I swore <laughs> it was my third naming, and Meg was like, shay. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Meg. Um, <laughs> um, so the first shout question. Shout out to Meg. Shout out. Um, also, Azra felt bad that she didn't have a shout out, so shout out to Azra, my wonderful Shout out, Azra. Sister.
1: I love Casserole. Um, <laughs> my favorite.
0: Who is listening to this be recorded? Oh, yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> um, also, another thing we forgot to mention that Bella in this recording, because you're not going to be able to see anyone's faces anyway, is the Bella we gave a shout out to in our last episode.
1: Then yeah. the one, and
2: all that. the Eds, all the Ed Sheerans. All the also,
1: I want to clarify. I think I was giving out a vibe that I like Ed Sheeran. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm actually here to clear my name. I think the reader was like, why is this person to love Ed Sheeran so much? I was like, I don't. I think he's funny to love that. <laughs> i offended. No,
0: I, I have got the context of this. Bella likes to send me TikToks about being like, like content warning and and then it's <laughs> <laughs> this is
2: really funny <laughs> I, I sort of love that for you honestly
0: um i'll have to find one and add it to the show notes um <laughs> but please, um please. yeah so the first question i have for you guys to get back to the real topic um is if something like routines are a way in which OCD presents for you do you go in and out of different routines ever like do you develop new ones or grow out and out, grow out of old ones or suddenly revisit one you haven't used in a long time okay both nodding like- but we can't we won't be able to see
2: <laughs> okay like maybe we could like, do a thumbs up if we want to like interject that would be cool that's good new thing um anyway so yes 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 Um, One of the main strategies that I've used in trying to manage my OCD, because it can get really, really debilitating, like the four hours bedtime routine that we mentioned earlier sort of thing. Um, I found that the only thing that's really helped me is not trying to deny that I have intrusive thoughts. Not doing that. What was there was this? there's this type of method where they like expose you. It's sort of like exposure therapy Um, where they expose you to sort of breaking those compulsions and not abiding by them, but that can be very scary. It's sort of like when you tackle a phobia and say you're scared of spiders and then people just dump a whole fuck ton of spiders on you and go like, now get rid of it. Now get rid of your fear of them because you're on you now. Um, don't think that's necessarily a great way to go about dealing with OCD because it can sort of push your anxiety further and ultimately it is an anxiety disorder sorry I'm going down a weird route um but I found that what helped me was developing new routines to replace old ones that were less time consuming less energy consuming and just overall was easier to live with so like my four-hour bedtime routine turned into like a five-second shower routine still do some weird shit and I like I have to warn my like every time I get like someone new in my life I'm just like okay well just gonna let you know about this if we ever shout together <laughs> that I'm gonna do this weird thing where I spin my head around like five times and like say a prayer every time um but like you do develop you you can develop new routines and a lot of it starts like a lot of OCD starts with one routine, and then you just develop a whole fucking ton of routines because you realize this is a good way to get control over your thoughts. Um, but I would actually suggest if you find that a certain routine is debilitating for you, to try and find something that you can reason with your head or reason with your thoughts as being equivalent. So by doing this new new smaller less intrusive routine or like less time-consuming routine, you're not doing less than you were before in terms of tackling your thoughts, in terms of doing good in the world, et cetera. Um, I find that that helps in the short, in the interim, while you're seeking, like, therapeutic help. Um, would definitely recommend developing new, smaller, easier-to-manage routines. Thoughts, well
1: Yeah, um... So I guess for me, I haven't like consciously changed routines, but um, I definitely have developed new ones. And I think for me, I saw it the most when I moved to Canberra away from home because so many of my routines were like attached to that home. Um, and so I developed new routines because I was in a new space and I was doing new things. And um, I guess for me, like a change of environment is just where mm-hmm. I develop new routines. Or if like a new stressor or something comes into my life, I develop new routines um and on the topic of suddenly revisiting ones you haven't used in a while yes I do that um the other night something happened um in my building I'm not going to go into it but it brought me back to a routine I used to do um that like I used to do when situations like this happened because they happened a lot when I was in high school and I started doing that routine and then my mom got all these messages from me um because I was trying to do the routine but she was she's part of my routine. Um, and so I was like having a freak out and I had to go back to that routine. And I think that, yeah, for me, everything is around my environment. And so, yeah, if that environment comes back, I go back to those routines. If I'm going to a new environment, I develop a new routine. Um, but yeah, therapy is also great. Um, just on the topic, um, I don't know about you. Exposure therapy terrifies me. I do acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, which is just like being like, yeah, I'm going to have these intrusive thoughts and that's okay. I need to commit to like what I'm going to do when they come up Um, and developing like other, like healthier, I don't want to say healthier, but like not kind of Yeah. Yeah. Routines that are kinder to myself to respond to like all of these intrusive thoughts. And that can sort of like satisfy the compulsion without really
2: debilitating you. Um, I think that's ultimately the goal with OCD because a lot of times it will stick with you for life. Like, Like a lot of people get intrusive thoughts now and then, but like with OCD, you just get them all the fucking time. Your mind is filled with intrusive thoughts. My main one is that I should smash plates, scream and run around. That's my number one urge. I've never done it, but it's my number one urge. And I work in hospital. So the fact that I haven't done that on purpose yet, Says something I'm really proud of 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 you (laughs) um but yeah like my when I was first diagnosed um it took me a year to tell my parents that anything was quote-unquote wrong with me um but when I did they were just like oh shit no this makes sense but my dad was still in denial about mental about mental health issues being existent Um, but regardless like my parents immediately pushed me towards exposure therapy and they basically tried to force it onto me. And I think it's sort of the instability, uncertainty, and just fear or like your anxiety, like being right, ra- anxiety levels being raised that sort of makes you go like, I need to get myself under control. Everything's too overwhelming. So when things start to feel overwhelming or like you've suddenly lost Um, an aspect of your life that you previously thought you had control over you start reverting back to these compulsions because like here's a reminder of the fact that I do have control Um, but yeah I definitely think like accepting that you will have compulsions even though that feels like sort of sad like you're like okay you're not admitting defeat first of all you're not admitting defeat I feel like it sometimes feels like you are because you're just quite a great giving in but you're not giving in what you're doing is tr- going like well I'm not going to be in denial that this exists I'm not going to be in denial that I do have these compulsions and I do have these intrusive thoughts and I do have these obsessions um and being able to accept it is actually like sort of the first step to being able to address it properly because If you're in denial or you just try to go like, this doesn't exist for me. Look how comfortable I am in this situation that would normally send me overboard. It does send you overboard. And a lot of times you'll be put on edge because of that. Very against exposure therapy. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just my personal experience with it. It scarred me so much. Yeah, because for me, OCD is like a phobia that I would never get rid of. And being constantly exposed to it is not great for my mental health just makes me more freaked out (laughs) yeah no definitely
0: um kind of building off that another fun and fresh question that we got was um we've kind of covered this a little bit but um what are intrusive thoughts slash is this what differs OCD from being a perfectionist like we've kind of covered it generally but we haven't given like a specific answer
1: um so I guess for for me intrusive thoughts are just things that I don't that I know I don't want to think that just come into my head at a random time um and they happen to me a lot um I'm trying to think of an example that isn't TMI um but like god mine is so dark um example like just randomly coming into um your head about like smashing plates like you know and typically it's in a setting where it's somewhat related at least for me like I'll be um doing something and then suddenly my head thinks about something like if I'm holding a knife content warning and then like my brain will think of something about that and I'm just like I don't want to think this like go away. Um and it just like it just it's just a thought that is something that you know you don't you don't believe in necessarily and it just just decides to come whenever. They've, they're intrusive for a
2: reason. It's sort of like having a house guest in your house. Your house is your head in this um, analogy. But imagine having like someone randomly like climb through your window and go, I'm here now. This is my new home. This is not your home anymore. And then like brings in the entire extended family. <laughs> intrusive thoughts are like that. Um, they're intrusive. They are thoughts that are unwelcome. So I think the main thing is that they're unwelcome. They just kind of appear. They'd have no real basis for existing there in your brain. And they don't follow any sort of logical thought pat- pattern. They just appear and you don't know where they came from. You don't know, you know, vaguely what they're related to, but you don't know how you got to that point. And they just keep coming and intrusive thoughts are negative. Never heard of anyone having a positive intrusive thought, but if anyone has, please let me know so I can try and manifest some for me. Thanks. Um, but yeah, they're just like unwelcome house guests that you never wanted there and you, d- you don't want there and you're trying to shove them out of your house, but they won't leave until you do something for them, until you agree to do a task for them. And I think that's the easiest way to describe them as an unwelcome house guest. Mm-hmm. Um, OCD differ- differs a lot from being a perfectionist, but I think like at the crux of being a perfectionist, you just want control. So, it's similar in that sort of sense where you're trying to get control over your environment. I feel like being with perfectionism, a lot of it is more um, aesthetic, perhaps, or like um, project oriented. OCD has nothing to do with anything. Um, A lot of the times, what you end up doing as a result of your intrusive thoughts does not actually contribute anything. At the end of the day, after you do your after you do your routines you don't go well now this is good and like everyone knows it's good that what what I did no one knows that you literally spent like four hours doing nothing and there's a huge difference between that right yeah
0: no I mean like fuck I completely (laughs) lost my train of thought I'm so sorry (laughs)
2: Um, maybe like also like being a perfectionist is, is sort of like you're trying to polish something, right? You're trying to make everything look really good. A lot of it is about presentation. Um, OCD, you don't really care what it looks like to anyone else. You don't really care about what the outcome looks like. You just want to do the action. A lot of it is tied to the action of doing the thing
0: mm-hmm.
2: rather than like the result of what you're doing.
0: Yeah. This less
2: outcome oriented more journey oriented yeah process oriented oh there we go that's different that was good
1: Um, but yeah as someone I definitely consider myself a perfectionist and I feel like when I'm doing perfectionist tendencies it's usually for the sake of others or like usually because I want my image to come off a certain way when I'm doing my compulsions or trying to address an intrusive thought it's for me it's for my it's to keep my brain you know fine it's for me to just have some peace of mind and also like with intrusive thoughts for me those are like the most debilitating part of my OCD um and they've like really impacted me in like relationships in the past and in like friendships and stuff like that um because they're they're hell and like in I get them a lot in like intimate settings um and it, I just have to, like, stop everything. Like, whenever it happens, I need to drop everything and be like, I have to address it because otherwise it won't leave my brain. And it's it causes, like, issues. Like, no nobody likes you just dropping everything on them. And it sucks because you don't want to do that. But, like, for me, because I, I find them so debilitating, I have to address them. And it it's the worst to me.
2: Yeah. Like, I guess for me in terms of intrusive thoughts how do I describe it I just sort of like I've learned how to like try and ignore them until like I'm alone (laughs) so I'm able to like force myself to stop doing things until I'm alone because when you grow up with something like this then a lot of times you're worried about how it presents itself to other people um and I used to be a perfectionist as well. Recent, like since coming to uni, I've learned to like sort of let that go a little bit and focus more on myself and my health rather than like worrying about other people, which is good. I'm not a self it's
0: That's
2: healthy cat. That's healthy. Um, but yeah, like. I don't know, the only way I've been able to deal with intrusive thoughts to some extent without reverting back to my compulsions or obsessions, because I obsess over everything. I don't have, I used to think I have an addictive personality, but then I realized I don't have, I don't get withdrawal symptoms, I don't get addicted, I just get really, really obsessed with something, and it's also linked vaguely to my ADHD. I get very, very obsessed and fixated on something, and then I completely drop it, I go from 100 to zero. Um and, yeah, I don't know. With my intrusive thoughts, I find that one of the only ways I can really quote-unquote deal with it is by writing it all down, writing everything down, so that, like, I can revert back to it and go, like, okay, time to challenge Just Time to go, like, what the fuck is this cat? If someone else wrote and pretend that someone else wrote it so I can, like, tell them what to do and then tell myself because I'm there, I'm the only person there talking to myself. Yeah. 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 Um, there's also no, you skipped a couple of questions.
0: Oh, I'm kind of going in the order of conversation flow Ooh. instead of the order of like, you know, questions as I've put Ooh. them in the chat.
1: So wild. Um, I wish we knew how to do that. My <laughs> friend does not
0: work that well. So the next one I was going to jump to was, are there any misconceptions or things I should avoid saying to someone I love with OCD?
2: Yep. Don't trivialise OCD. It's very it's a very very hard mental health disorder to live with um and try not to make so many comments on their behaviors or their compulsions I think knowing that other people are aware makes you more anxious about them and can increase the intrusive thoughts um like we said in our Ed's episode persuade them to go into therapy. try and seek therapeutic help. Um, try and encourage them in not enabling the compulsions, but let them take the lead on it. I think because a lot of it is linked to control, if you start taking control, if you start giving advice, if you start pulling them along to seek help, et etc et etc, they lose that control and that can be really freaky when your whole mental disorder, is about having control um so at least let them have control over their recovery over their um ability to manage their ocd and just and also don't contribute to the stereotypes of ocd
0: because
2: that can be trivializing as well
0: anything
1: yeah,
0: to- my- oh, i was just gonna say anything to add <laughs>
1: um agree with everything Kat said and also yeah don't trivialize it that's the big thing like people like I've had people say to me even in like the past year like oh my god like you're so clean you'd love cleaning my room oh my god you have OCD don't come in my room you're gonna hate this and it's like like it just frustrates me because I'm like yes some people do have that kind of germophobic OCD but it's I also don't. I don't have the desire to clean other people's spaces, just mine. I do.
2: Um, <laughs> I had a friend in first year who had a perpetually messy room, and every week I would come by to clean it.
0: Oh, it was that. only
2: her room. I didn't clean anyone else's. I didn't even clean my own room. <laughs> I hate cleaning my own
0: space. <laughs> I love cleaning my own space. So Opposite presentations. We've got some multiple presentations going on here. Better for the... (laughs) Yeah.
2: And like OCD is multifaceted. A lot of people have different types of compulsions. A lot of people don't have compulsions in a certain area. So like generalising behaviours or going like, oh, I'm going to assume this about you because you have OCD. Not great. Not Mm -hmm. um, a positive contribution to anything literally just makes them feel like shit because you're like, oh no, now they're going to think a bunch of other things about me because I have OCD. Don't feed into the misconceptions. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. a main thing.
0: The other, I feel like kind of the next point that flows on from here is um, how to chat openly with loved ones about their needs without allowing them to put blame on themselves because it's not their fault. What's the best language to communicate that you want to support them? And what are some strategies for coping?
2: Do you, to, <laughs> you can start. I'm going to think about this. <laughs> yeah, will. I'm trying to think about this. So, all right, um, we
0: can have a little intermission um, <laughs> where I discuss the poster on my wall that all of our listeners sadly can't see. But um, Bella... <laughs> Bella bought me a poster. Me and my roommate a poster for our housewarming. Um, that says this is the skin of a killer. Bella. <laughs> it's got a picture of. Um, I don't even know if I can really describe it. It's got a picture of Edward a jumpsuit. You know the jumpsuit photo of Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Except it's like sparkly. I don't even know if I can like. In the
1: forest in Forks. It's so good. Oh my god! This is my best find <laughs> <vibe> ever. <laughs>
2: beautiful I'm so sad I didn't get to come to the housewarming I don't know what I think I was just like really really tired for no apparent reason so I just spent all day in beds crying I Um, did that
0: like I did that like two days ago it's fine
2: we're all good um no actually I think it was a really long day for some reason I don't know why I had a long day but I didn't take a nap
0: you are under no obligation to come to our housewarming you are however under obligation to come over some round for me to cook for you
2: yes yes please cook for oh, me my cheese board um, but yeah so how to chat openly with loved ones about their needs without allowing them to put blame on themselves i guess just ensuring that they know they have a safe space with you to talk about it is the number one thing um no if they know that they can talk to you about some things without having repercussions oh sorry that was a weird Um, but if they know they can talk to you without having negative repercussions on your relationship on um, your communication then they are more likely to open up to you about it and if they're not and if they don't feel like you're going to ridicule them for their behaviors as well or their thoughts or going like oh why would you think that that's so that's so stupid or like that like that won't happen so you don't need to worry about that telling people who have OCD oh like don't even worry about that don't even think it like no the whole point of this thing is that we can't stop thinking about it and telling us not to won't solve the problem Um, being careful of your language around it as well sort of like centering them in the conversation rather than yourselves and understanding that OCD has many different presentations that a lot of people with OCD do recognize that their thoughts are illogical and unreasonable and just sort of letting them, being there for them while they ride out the wave and showing them to random therapy techniques. Like if you find random strategies online or something, send it to them. But in a way where you're like, it's up to you what you decide to do, but here are some cool things if you want to check them out. Saying it's more like that rather than like, oh, try this, try that, because then it makes you feel bad for not having tried them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess the number one thing, um, which I'm just kind of reiterating what Kat said, is don't judge people's intrusive thoughts, because I guess the number one thing that I think a lot of people are afraid of is being defined by them. And, I mean, for me, I struggle to talk about so many of mine because I'm like... I'm going to be judged. People are going to think that I'm, like, so strange or that something's wrong with me or, you know, stuff like that. It's unintrusive that I just think
2: them because I want to. Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm willingly considering these things. But, like, if just don't judge them. Don't, like, try. try your best to, like, have an open mind and don't, yeah, don't let them define people because that's, I guess, the number one thing that I feel like a lot of us are afraid of.
2: Yeah um yeah like best language to communicate anything is sort of ensuring that they still have control over what they decide to do but they know that they can fall back on you sort of thing I think giving advice in these sort of situations not the best idea um sort of just allowing them to understand that if they want to they can turn to you I guess that that's like really vague, but like a lot of people do have OCD, and just like providing that forum for them to talk, sort of like what we're trying to do through this podcast, um, and create that conversation, um, can really help. And knowing that, I think it really helps as well. Just like knowing that like other people are trying to help you, but they understand that they shouldn't be forcing things onto you. I think at the point where you're forcing things onto them forcing thoughts advice etc that's when it's going a little bit over the line but sort of just like going like this is available if you want it sort of thing sort of allows you to go like oh okay well this person's thinking about me they care about me they're trying to help me through this but if you recognize that they have compulsions and obsessions before and intrusive thoughts before they are diagnosed perhaps just try and get them to get a diagnosis first before you try and go like here are all these random OCD strategies that I found because that can be a little bit freaky and I think they need to come to terms with what they need to work on as well before they can really enlist help
0: yeah yeah no 100 sorry I just wanted to make sure people were done um, <laughs> before I interject with my um very shit MCing. um <laughs>
1: You're a wonderful MC. Don't doubt
0: yourself. Thank you. I continue to doubt myself, but thank you for the praise. I do appreciate it. (laughs) Um, I'm just. I'm looking at. The questions and one of the ones I think we've got left is um I was wondering if you could talk about how OCD has many different themes strands and ways it affects people and the detriments of cultural reduction of OCD in a quirky like idiosyncrasy in popular media I feel like this is like a topic we've kind of touched on a little bit but not answered explicitly so yeah any further thoughts
1: I mean (laughs) um
2: I guess yeah, we have touched on this quite a lot, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, if... Out. I think Kat's tapped out. <laughs> <laughs> Kat's internet has tapped out.
2: Yeah, no, we've... Oh, we are sorry. Oh, I was, like, tapped out for
0: two seconds. I'm back. Sorry, you see, we just keep moving around my house. <laughs> you
1: know, we've definitely, yeah, touched on this. There's oh, no, so no, many different ones. Represent, are you good? Are you here? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, we had someone else also ask about like stero- stereotypes of OCD mm-hmm. media. Um, and that's one thing that um I have a bone to pick. I mean, there are many reasons I have bones to pick with glee, but Emma Pillsbury is one of them. <laughs> she is the worst representation of OCD. Like, Like, obviously, some people do have that very, we've talked about this. Like, some people do have germ, like, germ based, germophobic OCD. But Emma Pillsbury is on a whole nother level. Like, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. Will Schuster and Emma Pillsbury need to be cut from that show. Um, Like, she's (laughs) like, she's the staple to me of an OCD, like, media stereotype. Like, just always cleaning, always obsessed with germs. And, like, obviously, it's very real for some people, but it's so one-dimensional. Like, OCD just isn't just that. Like, there are so many other factors to it. And, like, even someone who is suffering from germ-based OCD, there is more to it than what Elma, Emma Pillsbury, like, represents. Yeah. It's not, like, just about, like, going, like, oh, now my surface is is
2: clean and pretty and tidy. So now my intrusive thoughts are no longer existing in my brain. That's not how it works. Like, the intrusive thoughts are always there. They oh, There's so many of them, and they're always there, and they're very intrusive, and they're very unwelcome. Um, I feel like a lot of times it's presented in a sort of, like, ooh, let's make everything look really nice sort of way. Like, when people... I remember, like, there was this one time where OCD was, like, presented as, like, ooh, you like things in a certain colour order? That's OCD. <laughs> you like things with its... Colour group? You like organising things by colour? It was so weird. I was just like... The thing with that is that, like, OCD, a lot of the intrusive thoughts are reoccurring intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they develop into routines. If all your clothes in your, like, wardrobe are in colour order, it doesn't really sort of like make you have an intrusive thought it doesn't encourage an intrusive thought going like oh I need this to be in a color order because it's already in a fucking color order you know there is no routine with that you just do it and it's done and that's the difference I think between how OCD is presented in popular media is that like a lot of times it's shown as like oh this one thing you need to do and then once it's done it's done you never really touch it again you might do similar things in other areas, but you never do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again every day or multiple times a week. Um, and I think that's pretty bad misconception because the point of these intrusive thoughts is that they're repetitive. They break you down. They wear you down until you do them. And that's why we let them sort of take control over us is that, if we don't, they're going to keep repeating. And these thoughts are just going to get louder and louder and louder. And we don't see that a lot in pop media or pop culture. You know, a lot of times it's just like one and done. And that's not how OCD is. It's never yeah. one and done. That's why we do things multiple times. That's why we check the door like seven times. That's also another, like, very, it's, Sort of a stereotype,
1: the checking doors thing. But it is true. It is true. There were, like, times when I was, a, there was this time I remember so distinctly where I, like, got on the bus to go to school and I was like, oh, my God, what about the door? And I just, like, got off and I ran back and I just missed my bus because I had to check the door, like, another ten times. Anywho, it's, like, it's stuff like that, like, people like, putting your day on hold just to do all of these Compulsions and all the things that you need to do. Like, it doesn't matter what's happening because, first and foremost, you need to have that security and that control. And I think that might also
2: be a reason why it's not really shown in like TV shows as well is that if you showed a character that really had OCD, they would spend too much of their airtime just doing the thing. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to represent it in media, they would just spend all their time doing that one thing and it would get really boring really fast <laughs> like you're just wa- you're just like watching tv and like seven minutes of it, it's like someone going like oh no I forgot this oh no I forgot this oh it's the same thing multiple times that I think I forgot I just have to double check I just have to make sure yeah yeah and like I don't know if that's quality entertainment but like <laughs> if we enjoy our t- chats about this maybe it is quality entertainment
0: yeah, I mean we could, I mean start a podcast, start a TV show. Where are we going to leap to next?
1: Uh, we're going to make a movie star. What a novel idea for you two!
0: Glee two 0, but with.
1: <laughs> I'm going to shit on Glee, but I do love Glee. It has a special place in my heart. <laughs> Bella's
2: reputation is really interesting here so far. We've gone through <laughs> Ed Cullen,
1: Ed Sharon. <laughs> What can I say? I'm just a gay mentally ill stereotype.
0: Also, not to call you out, Bella. Huh? What are you gonna say? <laughs> so that fun and fresh review that I posted on Facebook from someone called Gatekeep, that was Bella. And I feel like I have to revoke your gate revoke your gatekeep status because of your fucking glee and-, and Colin and Ed Sheeran people who gatekeep are supposed to have good fucking taste.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's quite a guilty pleasure. <laughs>
0: Um, in case you feel too bad, but. In case you couldn't guess, I'm obviously gaslight.
1: <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> this cat girl light. boss on this podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm girl boss. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're killing it.
2: I'm really like putting business forward, you know? I'm like, oh my god, I like I found this TikTok, this person on um Instagram. Um who's like an Asian and she like pretended to be this like white person for the skit like a white woman um selling Asian like selling rice to the gentrified white folk found that really interesting really relatable hashtag go boss, <laughs> girl boss like girl i just got to like sell out my culture and then I'll get big bucks you know
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um does anyone have final thoughts or should we wrap it up here because I have to dash to another meeting or would you like me um, to leave you be you can leave us be for a little bit maybe sure yeah. I'll see I mean, if we I can have up. transfer host hang on I'm going to pause recording